What's up, beautiful? And welcome to Relationship Badass, the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and I'm here every single week to bring you juicy episodes that are loaded with tips, tricks, ideas, powerful mindset shifts, and all the things related to helping you have empowering, sexy, thriving, deep relationships. So buckle up, grab yourself a glass of tea, wine, bubbles, and get cozy as we dive into this week's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, gorgeous souls, to the Relationship Badass Podcast. I am your humbled host, Nikki Sunshine. And goodness, what a gorgeous day it is. I am sitting on my floor, wrapped in an afghan that my grandma made enjoying the crisp, cool fall weather, and it's about 7 a.m. I woke up about 5.30, and I just watched the whole sky transition from pitch black to a sombering dusk into a bright, vibrant orange paint job. (laughs) It looked like the sky was painted. And now the day has arrived and the sun shone on the mountain peaks, oh so bright, and now the whole sky is illuminated by the rays of the sun. It's just a really amazing way to start the day. And now I'm sitting here wrapped up with my warm tea, doing what I love to do on my floor. Mm, Just feeling so deeply blessed right now. Yeah, breathing in these blessings. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> All right, you, you beautiful humans. Today is going to be one of those episodes where I just talk. <laughs> Before we dive into the juicy, juicy, juicy goodness, I want to remind you that early bird tickets for my live event are currently available. I started with 15 early birds and I now have less than 10, so grab them while you can. If you're in the Denver area, this event is a no-brainer. There's going to be deep, authentic connection and relating in a way that, unless you've attended my workshops before, you've probably never experienced. We're going to learn badass communication tools and have exercises and practices to really hone in on those. We're going to learn about this new empowering relationship paradigm I'm always talking about. I'm going to share kind of the keys, the pillars to that. And in doing that, we're also going to obliterate old disempowering beliefs that don't help us, that don't serve us in relationship with self, in relationship with each other. So this whole day, evening is going to be super epic, yummy, juicy, so good. It's at the Circus Collective in Denver on November 23rd from 3.30 to 7.30 p.m. 
So grab your early bird ticket while they're still available. $120 is the early bird, you guys. So just to put that in perspective, I charge $150 to $200 per hour for individual coaching with me. So if you do the math, you're getting four hours with me in a cultivated workshop space that has so much of my work, love, and energy poured into it for 120 bucks. No brainer. I cannot wait to squeeze you guys in person. I'm so excited. If you scoop your ticket, take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story, tag me at Relationship Badass, and let me know you're going to be there. I cannot wait to meet you, love on you, Mm, connect with you. Dear friends, it's going to be so much fun. So I will catch y'all at the Circus Collective on the 23rd of November. Now, I just made a super yummy little booklet. Um, So many of you who reach out to me on Instagram or through the website ask me questions like, how can I go deeper with my partner? How can I cultivate a more meaningful relationship with them? So I created a little gift for y'all. It's a little ebook called 10 Questions to Invite Deeper Connection and Greater Understanding into Your Partnership. So there's a little, there's some guiding instructions in the beginning, and then I lead you into these 10 questions. Warning, these questions will evoke real conversation. So I, I share instructions in the book, but you know I recommend doing this when you two can be dropped in and present, not when you're running around taking out the trash and making dinner. Um, this stuff is super this book is super, super yummy. Um, I've been getting some really, really nice feedback on it. So um, one listener or one one person who used the book got back to me and said, you know, me and my partner just had our date night with your questions. It was very hard and vulnerable, but incredibly beneficial. We're thankful for your provocative questions and especially the notes and tips before. Thank you. So that comes from someone on Instagram who grabbed the book. So I'm giving this away for free right now until it's not. (laughs) For free until it's not. So grab it while it's free. Um, You will see a link right under the early bird ticket link in the show notes to scoop your copy of 10 questions to invite deeper question, deeper connection and greater understanding with your partner. Scoop your free ebook today. Yeah. Yeah. That is, mm, that's what I have for announcements today. So let's dive into today's episode. I wanted to talk about projections and reflections today. These are two pretty simple concepts once you understand them. And what I'm learning is many people don't understand them, no problem. Uh, That's what I'm here for, right? (laughs) And I'm also wanting to share these because when you really understand the concepts of projections and reflections, it can be extremely empowering. It is extremely empowering. So that's why I want to share this today, to empower you with more information about yourself and your emotions and your experiences and how those things work 
and how they're actually here to serve us and how they make a fuck ton of sense. (laughs) So everything I experience in my world is a reflection of my inner world. This is a, just, this is truth. This is truth. Um, There's a really beautiful book that goes into this idea in much more depth. It's called The Path to Love. I will put link that in the show notes for you. The Path to Love by Deepak Chopra. Um, Beautiful read in it. It really breaks us down and talks about this, this concept that we are walking around, experiencing everything through our own perceptions, and that our inner world is reflected into all of those perceptions in our outer world. So this is a really helpful idea because if I want to change something or my perception of the world around me, or I want to change what I'm attracting into my world, the people and experiences I'm attracting into my world, I can do so by beginning to look in here, in myself. So if I want to change what I'm experiencing out there, and I know this truth that everything I experience is a reflection of my inner world, that's really empowering because now I have somewhere to start, right? I don't have to wait on the president and the government and everything outside of me to change, I can actually begin by changing my inner world, right? I can curiously begin to examine my inner landscape. What's going on in there? (laughs) So if I, when I kind of dropped in to essentially see if this was true in my own life, um, I found that it, it really was. So, you know, I thought back to my days after moving out of my mom's house, um, before my mom died. So that was a five-year period. And this was a time, those of you who are longtime listeners or followers of my story know that in this time I was very disconnected from myself. I was using alcohol and pot, marijuana, and social connection to distract myself from my inner world. So I had yet to begin my own journey of inner work at this time. But I was having a lot of fun and everything just felt fun and carefree. Um, I didn't really experience much depth, which means I didn't experience the, the deepest depths of pain Um, But I also didn't experience the deepest depths of joy. So kind of a trade-off there. Um, But when I think back to my view on the world back then, it was kind of like the world is just carefree and fun and easy. Um, That Those days are where I got my name, Nikki Sunshine, because, oh, I'm just so positive and, and, you know, everything's so just easy and carefree, you know, no worries. And so that's how I saw the world. Um, And that is how I was living inside myself. 
like I said, I wasn't really accessing the depths of my pain. I was just, you know, having another beer and enjoying the day and, and connecting with people, not in a very deep or authentic type of way, but, you know, in a fun way, just kind of, hey, what's up? You want to play some bar dice? Um, so that was my experience of the world back then. Now, some of you are probably thinking, what's wrong with that? That sounds kind of nice. Yeah, um, it, you know, nothing was wrong with it until it didn't work for me anymore. Until my mom died and I had to actually deal with my emotions. And I finally came across a challenge, losing my mom, that I couldn't drink away. I couldn't drink it away. I tried. And so... To answer your inquiry, if you're out there, um, it did work until it did not. And I believe that is one of the big purposes of losing my mom, like I did, was to help me integrate my full spectrum experience, to help me integrate my long, unacknowledged darkness into the light and the love that I was sharing. <clears throat> so after my mom died... There was a, a year and a half or so, it wasn't even that long, but about, I would say six months to a year where I was really in my grief. I write and talk about this period in my life quite often, but it was hard. It was dark. And I hadn't reached my place where I was beginning to alchemize my pain into power yet and grow and love on this experience of losing my mom. I was still feeling like a victim to my circumstances and just feeling so heavy in my grief and not knowing what to do or how to grow through this. So I remember at that point in my life, everything felt so heavy, so heavy and dark and painful. I remember back then my relationship, you know, first with my now ex-partner. Oh, that was heavy and just, oof. I'm like, my chest feels physical weight right now and tension as I think about how heavy and painful that was. And then after him and I broke up, Warren and I got together and, you know, Silly me thinking, new boyfriend, I can escape this feeling. And I certainly could not. The same heaviness transferred into my relationship with Warren. Because that heaviness was just a reflection of me. And so it wasn't until I, you know, really began my inner work and growth journey, which began to transmute some of the heavy, constant heavy pain I felt inside myself, that I began to see the world as not just heavy and dark. And so when I think about today, how I view the world around me and my experiences and my challenges and my relationships, I view them as, as whole. I view them in this full spectrum light where the, the shadow and the, the vibrancy all coexist and I see the joy and I see the pain and I see this dynamic 
deep and gorgeous world around me. And it's so unique and made up of so many different parts, but so beautiful. That's how I see the world. That's how I see this moment right now, looking outside my bedroom porch at the differing colors and different textures and one part of the sky has this blue bright clearness to it and then the other part of the sky has a gray cloudy um, atmosphere so yeah and I view the world in this way because that's my experience inside myself there's this deep honoring and deep appreciation for every part of my experience. And I'm just so, I just see myself and my inner world as this full spectrum dynamic thing. And so I embrace those moments of bliss and absolute surrender and joy just as much as I embrace those moments of deep pain, sorrow, and sadness, grief. I see all of those experiences as a part of me, a very valid, beautiful, intentional part of me. You know, I know I was created by none less than the frequency of God and light and love as were each and every one of you. And so I never question like, oh, did that God guy fuck up on me? Like, I'm just a fuck up. He obviously made some mistakes. (laughs) It's like, yeah, no, God didn't fuck up on you. Use the gifts that he gave you. You are perfect. So that's how I see myself. And that in turn right now in this moment is how I see the world. Now, you know, I just want to say healing is not linear. And so I imagine I will dance between these three views and and many others throughout my lifetime. (sighs) But it's, it's clear to me when I look back on these times in my life and reflect that my outer world really is a reflection of my inner world. So one kind of example of this that I see often or enough is someone who feels deeply, deeply distrusting of their partner and the world around them. They don't feel safe. They don't feel like they can trust. Um, So this person typically, in my experience, has sort of an anxious energy about them because they, they feel so distrusting of everything. Now, if I sit in session with this person, I will likely discover that underneath all of that, there is a deep, deep distrusting of self. And then that person probably wants to trust themselves, but feels they can't. And so they don't feel like they can trust themselves to make decisions that are in their best interests in alignment with their true self. And so they feel distrusting as a reflection outside of themselves. They feel distrusting of everything. So 
for this person that I'm describing with the trust and for anyone who's relating to this episode and for past, present, and future me, I want to say we can be empowered here. So if I feel distrusting of the world and my partner and I'm listening to this podcast right now, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. It's a reflection. I see. Well, now I can get really empowered because now I have somewhere to start. Now I can say, oh, I want to trust more out there. Let's examine and cultivate a relationship with my trust for myself. And then let's see what happens. So this actually is really empowering to understand this concept about reflections. Because if I'm mistrusting and I believe that there's nothing I, you know, it's all because the world around me is just distrusting, then there's nothing I can do besides continue to break up with my partners in pursuit of someone who's more trusting. But even that, As some of you know from experiences, we repeat the same patterns in partnership until we do the inner work, typically. Anyone ever had that experience? (laughs) Try me and my first 10 partners. Oh, you're too negative. I'm just going to dump you and move on. Oh, this keeps following me. What's the common denominator here? Oh, 10 mistrusting partners in a row. Is it all 10 of them or is it me? (laughs) Sometimes we must humble and bow down and really ask that question. You know, if you're continuously attracting experiences and relationships and people that do not serve your highest good, what's going on there? Be curious. (sighs) Okay, you guys, so I'm going to transition now to projections. So we just talked a lot about reflections. Now I want to talk about projections. So in my world, a projection is like, it's kind of when I place my quote unquote stuff or baggage (laughs) onto other people. But I do it in the form of quote unquote trying to help. I don't know if that part is always true, but that's that's how I see it show up a lot. So oftentimes, whatever I am judging or um, quote-unquote projecting onto the other person, onto someone else, is a part of myself that I have yet to claim, own, and love. So here... Let me share a really potent example from my own life that I'm sure some of you can relate to. So when I first moved in with Warren, my beloved partner, I was like, damn, you are fucking messy. Oh my God. And I came from a, from being this like super OCD, you know, I I, I had pride in my title of OCD. (laughs) I'm OCD. You can't be messy around me because I'm OCD. And this was a label of mine that was validated throughout my years, you know, living with various different roommates. Um, People would always like that quality in me because I was the roommate that would kind of keep the disheveled house somewhat afloat. (laughs) 
<laughs> still kind of am. Um, and so, you know, when we moved in, I was on my high horse looking down at Messy Warren saying, oh, you're so messy and um, it's terrible and I'm going to help you learn to clean up because a clean home is a happy home and yeah, da, 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 right down the line. I had all of my reasons why my way was the better way. And so what's really going on here is that I have yet to love the part of me that is messy. Yes, I had a prim and proper title of OCD queen, all fit and fancy for me, and it was infused into my identity. And, you know, so you might say, well, Nikki, were you messy? It sounds like you were more OCD. It may be true that a bigger part of me enjoyed cleanliness, but it's also true that there's a part of me that loves the mess, the chaos, right? And there's a part of me that loves the carefree feeling of taking my clothes off after a long day, throwing them on the floor and not giving a fuck, not picking them up, <laughs> right? And so for anyone who's saying, well, that's not me, I'm not messy, I'm only clean, I'm only clean. I want to challenge you that perhaps you are more full spectrum than you give yourself credit for right now. And that the truth is we are all whole individuals. So I may be really clean, but I'm also messy. I might be really nice, but I'm also mean. I might be soft and approachable, but I also get rigid. I may be connective and a connected social person, and I'm also isolated and quiet at times. So uh, there's a man, Dr. John Martini, who talks about this a lot. So if you want more on this idea that we are whole human beings and we all, um, we all have all sides, then you can go to his website. I believe it's drjohndmartini.com. I can link that in the show notes as well, but he talks about how we're all whole. So I just want to challenge you if you or invite you, let's use that word, if you've been walking around with the idea that I'm nice, I'm clean, I'm connective, I'm sweet, I'm happy, I'm pleased, but you're not owning that the other side, right? So I'm mean, I'm salty, I'm isolated, I'm angry, I'm sad. If you've only been owning one side of yourself, no problem. There's nothing wrong with you. And I want to invite you to look at yourself in a more whole way. If you believe in a story that says I'm only nice, I invite you to drop in right now, pause this episode, and identify three times in your life where you have been, in fact, the opposite of nice. And just own it. Claim that shit. <laughs> you don't need to, I'm not here to tell you to remember three times you were mean and then judge yourself and say, I can't believe I was such an asshole. No, 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 no. You are beautiful in your dynamic, full-spectrum self. So... 
But I just, I, I really believe in this idea that we are all whole. And when I learned to integrate this into my life, it was like, oh, cool. I can stop judging other people for being a certain way because I'm perceiving myself over here as just one-sided. Now I can see we're all whole. So it really helped me with my own journey in um, releasing judgment. So I shared that example. So anyway, I'm telling Warren, you're so messy. You need to be different. And really what I needed to do was go inside, own and reclaim the part of me that is sometimes messy and love her. I just needed to love her. She needed love. She had been so disowned. I mean, just imagine these parts of us are just like little energy pockets of us. And they're like, love me, own me, claim me. And we're like, you're not a part of me. I'm not messy. Go over there. <laughs> Go in the corner. I'm only clean. I'm OCD. I'm so clean. I'm going to create a new title called OCD. So messy, go away, sit in the corner. You're, you're not welcome here. Right? And so when I don't welcome parts of myself, then I don't welcome parts of other people. Back to the reflections. So another example of this might look like, you know, you're maybe I'm judging my partner or someone in my life, my sister, my friend. You're so irresponsible. Goodness gracious, you just you're so irresponsible. You're never never responsible and and you're just acting like a child and goodness gracious, it's so bad, it's so wrong. You should be more of an adult. <laughs> Anyone ever experienced this one before? <laughs> so what's happening here? I'm most likely completely out of touch with my inner child. And I have stopped loving the part of myself it likes to let loose and be irresponsible once in a while, right? Maybe I'm, in, maybe I'm middle-aged and I have kids and I'm a mom. I'm going to pick on moms, not really, but I'm just going to use you as an example because I know for moms, it can be so hard to distinguish which thoughts are even yours <laughs> because you're constantly at the mercy of other human beings who need your constant care and attention. And so maybe as a mom, you're looking at your husband like, God, you're so irresponsible. Get it together. Maybe what's happening for you, Mama Bear, is that you've you've lost touch with and and stopped owning and loving on that part of you that wants to hire the babysitter for the night, go out with no curfew, go dancing, get drunk, be irresponsible, take a cab home, fuck, maybe even go get a hotel because we're not being responsible tonight. <laughs> so... Again, if I'm feeling stuck, like, I can't stop judging my partner. He's so irresponsible and it makes me feel angry and rigid and not like myself. I can start by looking within and saying, all right, Nikki, where's that irresponsible Riley in there? You know, where is she? What does she want to do? How does she want to feel? Does she want to feel like a badass, like a rebel? And I can get to, to reclaim this archetype and to really love on this part of myself that's, that maybe has felt unloved in the past. So I invite you guys to do some of this, you know, and, and see what happens in your own world. 
Just see what happens if you go within and begin to claim and, and love on that irresponsible, badass part of you. What happens to that to your relationship with that badass, irresponsible part of your partner or whoever? Mm, so there's one there's another kind of form of projection. So we just talked about projection in the form of judgment. There's another kind I see, which is projecting my fear, insecurity, or regret onto you. So this I often see in the form of like advice almost. And so oftentimes people think, no, I'm just trying to give them good advice. This is what's best for them. I'm looking out for their best interests. But in reality, what's going on is I'm uncomfortable. And so I'm trying to tell you to handle this a certain way so that I can feel more comfortable. You really boil it down. That's what's going on. So an example of this is, so maybe you've had the experience, either you've been the, the partner or the friend, but maybe I feel most of us have probably had some experience with infidelity of some kind. Whether you watched it go down in your parents, you've experienced it in your own relationship, you were the friend of someone who was experiencing it, right? There's all sorts of ways to be involved. So, you know, I've, I've seen this a lot. Someone is reconciling with an affair or their partner, you know, experiencing infidelity. And they're talking to me oftentimes because I'm the coach, right? I, so I help people through these kind of crisis times that I talk about. Um, either individuals or couples. And so my client will be saying, you know, every one of my friends, I can't even talk to them. Because the minute I start to open up, they say, oh, you must leave. You must leave your husband. What a fucking asshole. It's disempowering if you choose to stay. You have to leave. And so this person, my client, feels like they have no space to just express their pain and be held because they're immediately being told what to do and no one supports them in their decision to stay. Everyone's saying, oh, you can't do that. You have no self-worth, yada, yada. You know, it's Esther Perel often says it's the new shame to stay these days. Oh, you're going to stay in your marriage? You're going to stay in your relationship after a challenge? Pff, you're obviously not in your power. It's kind of the flavor out there these days. And so what's happening here is her friends or friend are projecting their own insecurity, fear, or regret onto their onto this woman. So maybe one of them had the experience of infidelity, chose not to leave, and regretted it because they feel they were played and wronged and the relationship never changed or grew in the way they wanted it to. So this person's projecting their own regret onto my client. Maybe some of their friends are really insecure about cheating and have a whole bunch of limiting stories about cheating's the end all be all. And maybe they watched their mom kick their husband, their dad out of the house and said, yeah, that's an empowered woman. And so they're projecting their own beliefs onto my client. So it's like, damn, you can't trust a lot of advice out there. <laughs> it's coming from this projective place. Um, so another example of this is, 
maybe you've had the experience of crying, experiencing your sadness, and someone comes up to you and says, no, 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 don't be sad, it's okay, don't cry, don't cry, right? Maybe you can picture a baby right now, you know, kind of soothing a baby in that way. But it's like, okay, stop crying, don't be sad, it's okay. That is what's really going on here. The truth is I'm uncomfortable with you crying. Probably because I'm insecure about my own tears. I'm uncomfortable with my own sadness. Maybe I have a limiting story that says big girls don't cry. Or maybe I was raised in a household where my, my dad or mom said, I'll give you something to cry about. So I learned that tears are for the weak and that, you know, don't cry. Just get, get up and, and figure it out. So now when my friend is just sharing her tears, her raw, beautiful tears, I'm so uncomfortable because I have a belief that tears are for the weak. And so your tears are making me uncomfortable with myself. Because I, I don't even have give myself permission to access those tears. So please, please stop crying because I'm deeply uncomfortable over here. Right? But I will, I will pass it off as, no, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help this person not be sad. I used to do this. But now I know sadness is not something that need be avoided. Sadness is a gorgeous, beautiful emotion. Sadness is my friend. Sadness gives me information and feedback and helps me to feel my feels. And so today when someone cries in front of me, I don't try and get them to stop crying. I just say, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just hold the space. I often say nothing at all and I just love them with my eyes and my body language because I'm totally comfortable and in honoring and in love with my own sadness. So I'm projecting that comfortability and acceptance and love onto other people's sadness when I just hold the space and be with them. So we kind of talked about two forms of projection here. One is when I kind of uh, use judgment as a means of projection. And the other type we talked about is projecting my fears, insecurities, regrets onto someone else in the form of advice, right? Hmm. Yeah. So the good news here, folks, is that with this information, you can become highly empowered, so empowered. This isn't an episode to make you feel bad, like all the advice you've ever given is just a projection. <laughs> no, no, my loves. This is here to help you begin to integrate all parts of yourself. And this episode is here to show you a glimpse into my own story and say, this is how I learned to love these parts of myself I once judged or I once ignored. And I really think the underlying um, key or one of them to this human journey on earth is to learn to reclaim and love all parts of ourselves, all parts of our whole human selves and to integrate that love into our beingness. And then 
as a byproduct to reflect that love into all of existence, into every human being you look at and lock eyes with every single tree and plant and moment and experience and interaction. Oh, it's so juicy and yummy. And then we're all just living on this conscious love vibration where everything I experience is love, love for myself and therefore love for you and therefore love for the world. Mm, I have full body chills, you guys. It's so yummy. Yeah. So you're most likely constantly projecting. <laughs> and you're most likely likely constantly being projected on. So just own that. Let that be okay. Doesn't mean you're bad or wrong. Let's just own our experience here so that we can be empowered in changing it. So this is a potent, potent place for inner work. If you're kind of like in the growth path and you're like, what's this inner work and how do I know where I need to look, you know, look and where, what should I quote unquote work on? Um, start here. <laughs> look at places in your life where you're judging or projecting onto others or look at your life as a whole. How do you experience the world around you? What kind of reflection, vibration are you experiencing? This is a super potent place for inner work to begin. Self-awareness makes you a more whole, authentic, sovereign individual. So you can use self-awareness to be like, oh, wow, I see how I'm judging this person here. Or I see how I experience the world as completely chaotic and that must be a reflection of my inner world. Or I see how I'm super uncomfortable and giving people advice from a, from a place of my own discomfort. Just own it. Own it with proud love, sister. Mm, this is me. Cool. I don't have to judge myself. This is just who I am. I'm a whole human being. Great. And so we can really transition from this place of blame on the outer world and other people into this place of owning our projections and then breaking them apart and learning to love them and embrace them, those parts of ourselves, learning to love those disowned parts of ourselves, and then learning to love the world in a new, empowering way. So I hope this episode has deeply empowered you and sparked something in you. And um, yeah, I truly hope so. And if you're getting something out of this podcast, please, please share this with a friend. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave me a rating and review. Send this episode to someone who needs it right now. Um, post it. Take a screenshot throw it in your Instagram stories, throw it on your Facebook stories. Um, yeah, share the word, you guys. If you're being served from this, that means so much to me. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so this has been Reflections and Projections. As always, I love to hear your thoughts, inquiries, reflections on the episode itself. If you haven't already, come join me in my Facebook group. I always post these episodes in there and we keep the conversation going, sharing our experiences, our questions, things that came up. So I will have that link in the show notes for you. And grab your early bird tickets to my live event, you guys. I cannot wait. 
It's going to be so magnificent, so transformative, and I really just can't wait to be with you guys and experience this potent, yummy love together in person. Oh, it's going to be so good. All right, y'all. I love, love, love each of you so much. I, I appreciate your listenership and your presence here. It is my honor to serve you, and I will catch you in the next episode.